Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Welcome to the Coco Express Network. Talk radio that informs. Talk radio that inspires. Talk radio that enlightens. Talk radio for us all. Good evening, good evening, and welcome to the Cocoa Express Show Network. I am your host, Aurelia Lyles, and I am super excited about today's show. Um, I had the pleasure of attending a film festival last month, and I learned a lot. So, and what I've learned was that we have to continue to learn and grow. Now, this evening's guests are an amazing trio. These filmmakers have backgrounds that tell an even more amazing and interesting story, just like the the short film that they've created called Zara and the Oil Man. We're going to have the opportunity to learn more about the short film, the short film process, the creator slash writer and co-producers, Yusef Mays and Paulette Jones, Ms. Paulette Jones and Ms. Hakima Benjamin. I had the pleasure of meeting Ms. Jones and Ms. Benjamin at the Newark International Film Festival um, that was hosted by Mr. Kenneth Gifford. And if you've never attended a film festival, you have got to go, especially if you're a film enthusiast and you have aspirations to become a filmmaker. This is where you learn how to hone in your talents. You learn what you need to do. And there's so much more that you can learn there. As I said earlier, it's a place where you can learn and grow. Now, I've said more than enough, um, and I would like us to just get started with this evening's show. So, please allow me the opportunity to bring to you um, Yusef Mays, Ms. Paulette Jones, and Ms. Hakima Benjamin. Hello. 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 Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. Is everyone here and accounted for? Can you hear me? Uh, yes. yes. Okay, yeah. This is Hakima. <laughs> and as we call okay. it. Okay, yes. Hi, how are you? Hi, hi. We have a, a third person on there? Or, Hakima, we have you twice. Oh, you do? I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure why. Um, this thing is it's acting okay. a little. <laughs> we just it's waiting so for you, Seth. <laughs> yes, yes. You well, to um, be coming on. Okay, great. Well, how are how are each of you this evening? Doing great. We're uh, we're excited. We just finished um, filming, and so um, we've been in post production. And Yusef has been editing, so he's probably uh, coming in from the editing suite. So he should be joining us shortly. Okay, great. That is excellent. You know, I would like to thank each of you for coming on the show because this is just, for me, it's an amazing, um, I'm excited. I'm just going to put it that way. I'm excited because I am a film enthusiast and I love to know more about the process and what it takes and how did you come into doing all of this and, you know, who, you know, the concept for the story and and the messages that it's sending. I know I'm hitting you with a whole bunch of stuff, but we're going to do it. (laughs) We're just going to do a little at a time um, in the time that we have. So we're going to start off with you, Ms. Jones. You have an amazing career um, under your belt. I mean, you have your life is a testament and a story in itself. <laughs> well, thank you. Been saying that. <laughs> but um, yes, I've I've been blessed to be able to um, be exposed 
to the arts and be involved with various different aspects of the arts. And I, I, I consider that just a blessing. And even now, getting an opportunity at 69, but joining up with yeah. some talented young uh, producer like Akima uh, Benjamin, who's doing uh, stage plays and writing stage plays, and Yusef May and Aaron Melvin, who wrote this beautiful story of Zara and the Allman. Um, they're before this film, Zara and Allman, they wrote another film called Driver that was in the first Newark International Film Festival. Okay. And it was a, it was an amazing story, and I had an opportunity to see it, and I was so thrilled when uh, Yusef and Aaron invited me to be a part of this production. Oh, great. Excellent. Now, you know, you've seen the the industry make twists and turns and, and leaps mm-hmm. and, and, and dives, you know, and how has that affected your ability to be so relevant and consistent? You know, right now, we are living at a time that for artists, for people who are creative, this is a great time because we have the internet. You know, it, it has become a, a life source for creative people who would have problems maybe 20 years ago getting their uh, their ideas and their inspiration to surface and to be noticed. You know, like mm-hmm. like your show, being able to have a, a platform like this wasn't available maybe 30 years ago. And so I think this is a very exciting time for us, uh, you know, as artists, and the ability for um, even doing films, a short films, and be able to tell stories on the backdrop of my city that I love to death is, you know, Brick City, Newark. Mm-hmm. Um with the the ability that what's happening now in our community with the urban area, the uh, art growing and becoming a vital part of the lifestyle here in the urban city of Newark and Jersey City and Patterson and plays are all over. So we are in a very exciting time as far as dealing with the arts. Now, Ms. Benjamin, <laughs> it, you know, it I was. My name. Excuse me? I just love how you say my name. <laughs> <laughs> now, you too, you've been, you've been in the game a while yourself. You started out as a kid wanting to tell stories. I mean, where did that come from and, and, and how has it changed your life and and what made you what compelled you to start your own production company um it, it started off as a experiences as a, as a child you know growing up in foster care system and um now being a, a social worker myself dealing with the same um kids that you know other people had to deal with um when i was growing up just watching and uh seeing all of this stuff come to fruition in regards to people's lives, how they transform from being one person to growing up, maturing and being another person and just watching their stories and just, you know, just writing it and just writing about, you know, uh, different experiences from my childhood. Cause you know, I experienced a lot as a kid and as an adolescent and a young adult. So, uh, let me to want to just tell my stories and put it out there and show people, okay, it's more about Hakima, it's more about our community that you know of, that you don't know of, but you should know. Mm-hmm. So why not put it out, you know, on stage in theater, let people see it, you know, act it out in a dramatic form. So, you know, just my life experiences and other people's life experiences, you know, encouraged me to step out on faith. And and, and 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 take this take this jump, and I'm I'm glad that I met Miss Paulette because Miss Paulette is amazing. And I tell you, she's like an amazing person. I told her I'm your adoptive daughter. 
So, you know, she's showing me a lot. She's teaching me a lot. And I'm very, very grateful for that. And like with Yusef, I've known Yusef for so long. I already already saw all his talents. I saw exactly this is his passion. This is what he really wanted to do for Mm -hmm. so long. So just to see it, you know, on, on camera and just to see his, you know, how hard he worked, you know, to get it put out there. You know, it, it amazes me. That's another story too. Miss Paulette has a story. <laughs> oh my God, we're gonna make Miss Paulette. We're gonna do a documentary on Miss Paulette. <laughs> um, definitely, because I'm as I'm reading her bio, I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, Jackie Wilson, oh my God. <laughs> yes. Yes. He was now, my um, he was my uh, a godfather, and it was very influential in the uh, as far as the music industry that I took. I started through the path for um, managing and even writing for a, a local newspaper at the time at a teenage, at a teenage years. It's just amazing, amazing. Now, I know Yusef is not with us um, to join, hasn't joined us yet. And I'm so curious as to the concept of this story because, you know, I mean, it's just it's a um, father daughter story, and it, there's so many other messages within what little I saw on the um, the the um, trailer. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I just want to know so much so much more about this because it's just in today's movement, you know, where women are now having a voice and having an opportunity to stand up yeah. and fall. Um, this particular type of movie just hits home to that that same message, and I'm just curious to find out more about the story. Yeah, well, this particular story, and I guess the best person to tell it is Aaron and, and Yusef, but the what really captured my heart about the story is that, again, it embraced what you said, dealing with female power, Young, you know, youth entrepreneurship, literacy, um, on a backdrop of the city, and and also showing that um, that that entrepreneur spirit is not something that you have to wait to get to develop, but having it in the young and uh, a young age, and showing um, Zara her. Her ability of being able to uh, see what uh, she needs to do to assist her dad, and mm-hmm. her uh, her uh, just the whole vibe that um, Yusef created around this character. She's very strong, and Megan, who plays that character, Megan Hackett, is amazing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely amazing. Um, also, Brian, who plays the father, both mm-hmm. of these characters, both of these people came in and took the role and brought life to it. Wow, interesting. Yes, oh, I think he's with us now. Let me bring him in. Yes. <laughs> Hello, Yusuf? Yes, yes. You can hear me? Yes, yes, I can. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry for the uh, tardiness. I apologize to the kids. No, no worry, uh, because, you know, we, we've been in conversation, and um, I'm glad that you were able to join us, and thank you for being on the show this evening. I would like to say that first. And um, we were talking about the, the, the story itself, so I was told that you would be the okay. best person to tell us the concept, the creative concept of the story, and how did you come up with this concept? Okay, okay. Um, I can, y'all can hear me clear, right? Yes, yes. most definitely. Yes. Okay, okay. Oh, well, all right, so what started the con, well, uh, the con, well, the stories are in the oil man is about a Muslim oil merchant and his daughter, and uh, she, she feels like she could save her father's business. A Muslim oil merchant is someone who sells, uh, Muslim care products such as uh, incense, soap, uh, lotions, and um, it's pretty, I guess it's a pretty uh, a normal trade for someone in the North 
uh, downtown business area uh, for African American. Um, so and so the story revolves around his father and daughter um, learning each other um, because at the center of it, it really is a father and daughter story, and, and it's about it's really about how you get to a point as a parent where you realize that your child, not that your child is the teacher, but the experience of being a parent is the, is the best teacher that you can ever have, you know? And so, and so that's the, that's the, the messaging around the story. Okay. Okay. And this story, the concept of the story came from personal experience or just you being in the community and, and witnessing things. So yes, um, what, what, what created, what inspired the story. I once uh, saw one day saw a, uh, a Muslim oil merchant and he was pulling his oil, his oil cart, which, you know, basically where they store their products, um, like soaps and oil. And, and his daughter was sitting on top of the oil cart while he was pulling it. And so it, it, you know, it just caused me the image in itself was striking and uh, it caused me just to ask a few questions. Like, it just sort of stuck with me. Um, first, you know, first to, to see this African-American Muslim father and daughter, and then to ask, like, what, you know, what is their day like? If this, if this father regularly brings his daughter with him while he sells from his oil car, um, you know, what, what what is their day like? How long have they been walking? Um so it, was the, so it was those sort of, like, questions. And then, you know, and then the uh, the guts or the strength that it took, uh, you know, to basically take your, you know, like I, like I think I said before, you know, take your daughter or take your child to work day. It's cute for those who work in the office, right? But this is a guy bringing his daughter, to, his child to work outside and where he, he may walk long distances in order to, in order to make money. And so, so that experience in itself, I felt like was something worth writing about and, and really creating a story around. That is amazing that you created this story based on that one experience. You're a genius. Yes, he is. Now, how did you get into film? What, what, what was your inspiration? What propelled you into this particular line of work? Well, I'm a, I'm a writer first, a short story writer. Like I've been, been a writer since, uh, since I was middle school. And so, um, so yeah, so I was, I was really focused on, uh, you know, through college, college focused on the short, the short story, um, form. Um, and so school I was working at the time, they had, uh, purchased some film equipment to kind of like teach some, teach kids like we had uh I was teaching at a at risk basically a, a alternative school and so and so I started playing around with the equipment and uh and once I you know I got over the technical side of of filmmaking like I really I really was in love with it because um I, I also also I don't call myself a visual artist I, I know how to draw like I was a kid that teenage draw you know that could draw portraits and things as such, but I never tried to pursue it professionally. But so that aspect of me being a writer and, and also having a visual eye, um, you know, once I saw, uh, like I already had that knack. And so, so once, you know, once I picked up the camera or start learn how to edit, it was already there, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so, no. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, that's it. That's it. Okay. Well, okay. Now, having that in mind, um, I'm, maybe some of my, my listeners don't understand the, the short film um, process. Okay. What is it like? Because a short film, you tell an amazing story in such a, a short amount of time. How mm-hmm. do you do it? Can you explain that process to, to, to my listeners, to our listeners? Um, how what how to shoot a short film or well how did the the short film process because like I said you have this amazing story that you can tell in such a short period of time but I know yeah. that it doesn't start out as such a short story it starts out as a big story that you make short correct 
Yeah. Well, and yeah, it depends on it. De- it depends on the story. Um, like certain for me. So, so this Czar and the Oil Man is a is a short film. It's big. It's part of a bigger collection of 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 films that I, I um I have in my repertoire that are kind of that same theme. But the story of a of a Muslim oil merchant and his daughter. Um, all it could for me it. To me, that's a short film. Although someone, another writer, might say, hey, you know, I can make that into a feature. Like for me, I think I think the best. Everything has its, uh, you know, depending on the story, has it like uh, what's what's the best uh, aesthetic to to execute this in? You know, mm-hmm. like uh, you know, beloved for Toni Morrison, beloved that story about a a woman killing her children, like that's a novel. You know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. I think. I think it really depends upon the story and how much, how much needs to be said determines whether it's going to be a feature length film, a short film, or, you know, maybe a novel because novels have, you, you have a lot more, you know, leeway to like, you know, really tell the story. So, so I, I really, de- I think it, it depends upon the story. If that makes sense. Yes, it does. Like, it really does. Yeah. Now, for those who don't know, how how long is a short film before it becomes not a short film? Well, so some festivals, um, some festivals like uh, when entering it, they say like forty minutes and under. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's like a short film. However, you know, I learned that you know the best in order for the film to be uh, to best have a festival run, it should be under twenty minutes. Like it's you know it's best to try to capture a film a short film under twenty minutes if you wanted to compete in festivals, but um, but yeah short films you know they say under forty minutes is a short film. Okay. Now, how did you all come together? Oh, uh, so oh me uh so uh miss paulette miss paulette uh she came in on co-producer last year because we were supposed to shoot this film last year actually last summer and so i met i met miss paulette through professor wager at um essex county college and um and so she you know miss paulette's a miss paulette's a gym in the north art like you know, one of those you know who've been here for a long time in north and for a long time and and I, I'm so uh, honored to have her on our team, and just you know, just amazed at at her her wisdom and experience. Um, and Hakima Benjamin, my uh, friend, you know, we was we we've been friends for a long time. So she came on, you know, she got some projects she's working on, and so I needed her project management style, and you know, and so she came on just you know this summer, and um, and from there we just been uh. You know, you've just been, just been pushing the film, getting it done. Mm-hmm. So I understand the film is done. You're just in post-production at this time? Yes. Yes. Excellent. Yes, well, yes, for yes. those who don't know what post-production is, that means that now you're going through it and you're making final cuts and edits um, along that way. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Edit, edit, making edit. I'm, I'm going to the studio now to rough, uh, continue to edit. Edit sound, you know, uh, getting the soundtrack together. Mm-hmm. So all the things that makes the makes the film, all the departments, you know, really uh, all these other, in, you know, these uh, this one this one makes a film really is the editing. Mm-hmm. You know, they said this third this the third phase of writing the story, and so depending on what footage you got, that's the story you got to create out of it. You know, so. You know, ain't no need to be uh, upset. <laughs> like, this, this, this footage you got, you better go make a story out of it. And and I'm I'm loving how it's coming out so far. So I'm real grateful. Oh, excellent. Now, how is it for each of you? How is it making a film in the city that you love so much? How is that being on the streets with the people? How does that feel to you? You know, it's it's been really, it's been a great feeling for me because. I've been involved with other film projects, but we shot in New York. We or music videos that we did, you know, elsewhere. But to be shooting in the streets of Newark 
Newark is has a different vibe, a different beat than any other city. And it's people. So to capture that on film, to be able to present it as a piece of art, it's been, it's, it's a blast. It's really been great. Oh, excellent. And Ms. Benjamin? Oh, yes. How has, <laughs> how, how has it been for you um, working on this process and working in, in Newark, you know, in the city that you, you know, you call home? Uh, it, it was amazing. I mean, I, I, I loved it. I mean, the people, and I think the, the, the people, the everyday consumers that would go shopping, they were so fascinated by it. I mean, people would pull out their cameras and start videoing, or they'll come up to us and ask us what's going on, and some of them stand on the side and watch as Brian and Megan will be doing their thing. And, like, so it was fascinating just to watch them be fascinated you know, what was going on. So I had fun. I had a ball. That's good. That's really good. And I know, Yusef, you are enjoying this because you are a native and have the opportunity to portray the stories, as you would call it, the the brick people stories. Yes. That's an yes. amazing thing to do. That is just an amazing thing to do because you're telling our story our way. Yes. Yes. No, 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 no. You know, it's an honor. It's an honor, especially, especially to, um, like, uh, for me to give nuance to the things that aren't, um, you know, aren't represented. Mm-hmm. That doesn't, you know, that I feel like, you know, we're always misrepresented in, in film and media, right? And so to get the opportunity to focus specifically on uh on a maybe a different lens of how how we perceive things or how you know because some like I feel like uh like my favorite show is The Wire and you know uh The Wire was able to you know like you know the drug game is a is a um is definitely an evil uh is an evil entity however you know The Wire was you you able to see the uh the human side of a drug dealer or or, or of a um, a drug addict you know what i mean and so mm-hmm. i think um i think it comes with great responsibility to you know um to be able to be a filmmaker and be able to present this other these other narratives um and 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 you know and to execute it uh, you know, I, I feel really honored and I'm grateful for Express Newark and Newark Arts Council and, you know, basically everyone who who assisted me in helping making bringing this project to fruition. Um, I feel honored, you know, really feel really feel honored and grateful. Great. Now, I know that, you know, when we endeavor into different things, um, it changes who we are as a person and we learn and grow from it. This process, working on this film, um, how has that changed each of you? Has what significant change have you felt while working on this project? Um, uh, um, so, for me, for me, it is. It has been because um, filmmaking is definitely not for uh someone who uh it's it's not a lot of glitz and glam at least this part you know like this is definitely have been one of trial and error you know um cuz we were supposed to make the film last year and you know it helped me see like time is never time is never uh, a bad thing you know if you get if you get more time on a project it's only going to make it uh better and so, and so the slow process of, you know, of like, we were supposed to make the film last year. We didn't, you know, um, didn't have any money. Then um, a producer, Rodney Gilbert, he was a producer on the film, uh, one of North, you know, North's icons, like he died, he passed away, you know, uh, in November, you know, while we still, still planning for the film. And, and so, you know, my main thing was to make sure that I keep the ball rolling and that, you know, as a producer and filmmaker, that everyone, you know, 
you got to go out there first. And even if you don't see anything, even if you don't see the light in the end of the tunnel, like it was about just going out there, believing in the story and still making it work and believing in myself that, that I'm supposed to do this. And, and, you know, and we were able to raise, you know, up to $7,000 um, through our GoFundMe campaign. And then we got a grant from Rutgers North you know, to help still, you know, help us really complete the project. And, you know, so, so it, it showed, it showed me that, that, you know, you don't really, you really don't stop, you know, you don't stop. As long as you don't stop, you're going to complete the film. You know what I mean? You're not going to complete the film if you stop, you know? And so main thing is, is don't stop no matter what, like, you know, figure out, figure out how, how we're going to shoot on Sunday, even if it's raining, they it rain, it rained every it rained mostly every day we shot. You know what I mean? And so, and so, and so it's like, you know, we're going to go out there and we're going sh- to wait for the rain to stop and we're going to get our gear out and shoot. And and that's what we did. You know, that's what we did. We, we still went out there when it was raining, we waited for some rain. And then when it started raining again, you know, it was like, all right, pack up or, you know, so it was, it was definitely one of like a lot of, uh, turmoil but 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 it really you know i feel like i feel like that means that it's, a diamond is going to come out of this yeah. okay and how has it changed um you ladies um well for me um it changed on how i looked at uh, um individuals like i saw with the cast and crew a lot of passion and consistency and when you make it any type of film, whether it's a short documentary or, or, or a feature, you have to have passionate people and everything has to be consistent, you know. And if you don't get that, you know, it's, it's not going to be a, a, a good film. So I saw that and that inspired me more to to want to continue to, you know, work on uh, any type of projects you have and, you know, motivated me to, to step up my game with my projects as well. So, yeah. Okay. Well, how, how it affected me was that it reaffirmed the, about the people here in the, in the city. When we were out there filming, so many people would stop and watch and they would ask questions and they wanted to be involved or they were supportive. And I saw that art is a universal language. You know, it it impacted me that way that we were able, not just um, all nationality, Mm -hmm. we were impacted by how they saw it and they viewed it and how they uh, supported and celebrated us to go forward. And interesting enough that they wanted to see a positive film because this is a positive film, and you know a lot of time um, we are giving uh, you know we think that the public only going to see all the violence and the you know the negativity, but just knowing about and hearing about the story, people were celebrating the fact that this is being done. That's amazing. That's excellent. Now, um, once the film is completed, where will we be, be able to see it? So, it, it... oh, you. I think stopped. we lost you. I don't know how. Yeah. Here we are back. Film festivals. Mm-hmm. We are planning to uh, hopefully in the the beginning of the spring of the next year you'll. See uh, the Azara and the Oil Man, um, so that's the first route that we're going to be taking it, and um, probably later down the line, it might be some private screening. And oh. if that happens, we definitely going to invite you to come oh, out. I would love. Oh, most definitely, I would come out for that. I want to see the <laughs> the whole film. I'm like, it's so interesting. <laughs> I mean, the part that re- the parts of it that really got to me was. Be- you know, being that it's a film that deals with the Muslim community and, you know, the role mm-hmm. that women play in that community and how this young lady kind of like steps out of that stereotype. And Exactly. And she, she's showing herself to be, you know, independent and resourceful, 
but not forgetting that she's still, you know, I'm still a girl who has exactly. these responsibilities. Yeah. And you know something else? And that's another thing when you were saying about what impact us or, or um, made us see things differently. Because we were able, when we were doing this film, we were able to sit down and have dinner with some Muslim women who were doing amazing things. So they, they, they were entrepreneurs. And, yeah. and they're doing uh, uh, um, their children are doing amazing things, aren't authors, you know, they're writing at the age of 10 and 12 years old. Um, so I think that you I think that. sometimes we oh, okay, great. Uh, so, you know, Hello. going back to what you were saying that we've been hearing, you know, um, not the, that culture of uh, Muslim women not being able to voice their um, voices and be recognized. It's not true from some of the people that we were fortunate to meet. Like Layla Muhammad and uh, and some other amazing women. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's always this, this, um, you know, these myths that go around. I mean, there, there is, there are some women, of course, being oppressed, you know, but there's that's not the standard, you know, like, like some women, you know, we, of course we meet some women that are strong and they ain't going to take that stuff, you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. uh, so that it's always debunking these myths around like who Muslim women are and who they are to their community. You know, I think, I think, I think that's what the film is doing as well is, is tearing away like, you know, because people are ignorant and they always think like, oh, you know, because uh, because this woman is Muslim that she's being oppressed and that, you know, not saying that there aren't women being oppressed in any, basically in society, period. But, you know, that's, that's not the case for for this community, you know, all the time. And this particular story highlights African-American Muslim yeah. life that normally don't have an opportunity to, you know, to be featured or shown, but the story could be any, it's just it could be anybody, any father and daughter. Yeah. Of any yeah. Yes, indeed. Indeed, and I saw that as well. You know, it's it's just really interesting. You know, the trailer just showed, you know, the dynamics between a father and daughter, how he's trying to teach her and how she's forming her own. He's telling her something, but she's also forming her own perception of what he's saying. And that's that's what I found really interesting as well. So now, um, what other projects are each of you working on, and how can we keep track of you guys to know, you know, you know about the different projects you're working on? So right now, so right now we're working on those are in the Oya Man. It's part of a bigger project called Brick People, and so mm-hmm. we're, you know, we're in the process, uh, just in the fundraising process and really just kind of getting it together. Uh, but really just focused on Zara. Well, we really focused on Zara and how to, how to get this, the, uh, you know, the best uh, possible release can, uh, we can because it's uh, a beautiful story. And we definitely don't want it to get uh, to be out in the world the best way possible. So, mm-hmm. so, so right now that's just been my main focus. So, you're doing fundraising for this, and um, if if anyone was interested in donating to help with the fundraising efforts, how would they be able to do that? They could go to uh, Zara, you know, www.zaraandreelman.com, and they can make okay. their donation. We also we're also selling t-shirts uh, for those that donate twenty five twenty five dollars. Get a Zara and the Oil Man t-shirt, real graphic, dope t-shirt. Um, uh, so please, 
your contribution. You won't, um, you won't, you won't regret it. Like it's, a, it's definitely a dope film, a dope story that that the community is behind. Also, you know what? I when you were asking the other future things that's going on, um, we're planning. You said you could elaborate about the tour that we're going to take Zara to different schools and. Oh. Oh, the community. So, so part of the uh, um, part of the grant for Express North is to have these community screenings where where the film can be a, a, a teaching mechanism for all the issues that the film covers. You know, as far as Muslims in film, like debunking the myths around um, what what uh, the media uh, basically um, narrates about people um so so we'll be having a screening like specific screen around that also black girl uh in, in entrepreneurship uh so, so we'll have like six a uh, few community screenings specifically tailored to to the issues tied in the film to to con to uh to to be sort of an advocate uh, where the film the film is a is an advocate for these social issues and um and we can start to really um uh have more of a dialogue or a de- or a healthy debate around you know around these specific issues around north you know the you know how north is evolving and where is where's the vendors you know the uh the vendor like the the muslim vendor place in this evolving north you know and so mm-hmm. so those are the um those are the goals that we'll be having for for 2019. Oh, excellent. And Ms. Benjamin, what projects are you working on? <laughs> um, well, of course, I'm still going to be, you know, um, mm-hmm. with Tara, and um, I'm just uh, just working on my future stuff, you know, as far as, like, the stage plays and things, but that's not even that's a little ways to go. You know, right okay. now we're just going to focus on, you know, trying to, you know, promote Tara and, and, and get her festivals, you know? Yes, I understand. Now, I have to tell you that I am just so honored to have each and every one of you on the show this evening. And you have taught me um, a lot. And I always ask my guests to leave one last um, nugget for them so that it's something they can hold on to um, that will help them, I guess, Move forward in whatever it is that they're they're thinking about doing. So I'm going to ask each one of you to do the same. Um, a gold nugget, like something. something like oh, a, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Me. Uh. So. So I think. I think. Um. Uh, my gold nugget is believe in yourself. Like, if you if you have a dream. Um, God don't, God don't, my God, I believe in, it's not going to, uh, everybody wants money, right? But like, God not going to give you money. He's going to give you an idea to make money or, you know, or give you a, a, give you an assignment. And I think, I think that, uh, the most difficult, uh, part that, that, um, at least I have in, in uh in making sure that executing the dream is taking taking it slow, taking you know, taking your time and really uh no matter what, just putting yourself out there because it's not gonna you know, it's not gonna it's not gonna write itself or if you got a you know, if you got a story, it's not gonna write itself. If you got a film, it's not gonna film itself like you're gonna do it. You have to do it. And so you but you have to you have to put yourself out there, even yourself. And even, and be willing to make be be willing to make a mess, you know. Be willing to make a mess. Like you know, don't don't be uh don't be afraid to make mistakes because um my first film was terrible. I would never show it to nobody. Once we tweak it, it's gonna be amazing. He thinks it, it was, was, but I saw it, it and it was not. It was terrible. <laughs> But it showed me a lot. It showed it showed me how um how difficult film is. 
because you have to be a team. You have to, like, people, it's a team. Like, you just can't make a film by yourself. So, you like, people are going to ride your energy. You know, your crew is going to ride your energy. The cast is going to ride your energy. So, and so even if you don't believe in yourself, you just got to go out there and act like, you better, you better act like you believe in yourself because, <laughs> you know, they're waiting for you. So. Okay. Okay. Miss um, Paulette, what words of wisdom do you, would you like to share with um, our Well, listeners? I like to share is that it's never too late to do anything. You know, you, if you have a vision or dream, go for it. Don't put a time limit on what you're going to do. Um, and believe in yourself. You have to, for you to be successful, you have to find, believe in yourself. Don't take no as a final answer. Those are the things that I've, I've uh, always lived my life by, and, and it's been a blessing for me as someone that told me that when I was a teenager, and no doesn't mean that it's, you know, no just mean temporary. You, you can wear them out until they say yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Last up, Ms. Benjamin. Well, um, I would say uh, don't ever allow anyone to tell you what you're doing is 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 not believable. Okay, you can't do it because you can do it. You know, no matter like Miss Paulette say, no matter how many knows you get, no matter no matter how many doors close on you, you can still do it. You're gonna lose a lot of supporters, unfortunately, um, because people are gonna think that oh, you just living a dream. Oh going to go anywhere with that you know don't believe that and get yourself a mentor you have to get a mentor that mentor is going to keep pushing you and pushing you and motivating mm-hmm. you you know to keep going and going and going but don't ever allow anybody to say uh that you can't do it because you can great that is excellent Excellent. I thank each and every one of you. Um, I've said this before for coming on the show. I thank you for your time. I thank you for sharing your interest, your passion, and the story behind the story, which is just amazing because oftentimes we don't get the opportunity to know who the people are who are creating these, these amazing things that we are experiencing or looking at or listening to. And I think that makes it it makes us feel even more connected to the things that we, we see, feel, touch, and taste when we know a little bit more about the people creating it. And you've given us an opportunity to really get to know who you are and how you do what you do. And we thank you. Thank you, Beth. We thank you for having us. It was such a pleasure. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. You. So you... Thank you. You are welcome to come back at any time. So just, you know, hit me up and let me know. And I would love to have you back again. Great. Have a good night. You now become official one of the Zara, part of the Zara family. Thank you. (laughs) I feel special. So um, I'll keep in contact with you, and like I said, whenever you have some more um, interesting information you want to share in regards to Zara and the Oil Man or some of your other projects, please just let me know, and you can come on the show, and you can share it with the listeners. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, great. Thank you. You're welcome. So have a great night. A great night. Okay. 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 All right. Good night. Good night. So. Good night. So everyone, that was the team for um, Zara and the Oil Man, which is, um, as I told you, I went to the film festival and I got to um, see and learn and meet new people and make a lot of amazing um, contacts. And this is part of that. And what I would like to share with you, which is exactly what they're saying, and I've said this to you time and time again, believe in yourself, follow your dreams, don't try to follow somebody else's because their goals, their destiny, their plan, their assignment on, on the planet is different than yours. So you got to really just believe in yourself. And first and foremost, take care of yourself. Because if you don't take care of you, you will not be able to take care of anybody else or do the amazing things that you have planned for in this universe. 
And on that note, I'm going to go and we will be back again. I've had an amazing time. I want to thank the team of Zara and the Oil Man um, for joining us. That's Yusuf Mays, Ms. Paulette Jones, and Ms. Hakima Benjamin. Thank you all and have a good night. McDonald's chicken isn't just any chicken. It's delightfully crispy, yet tender and juicy. You know, it's chicken worth crossing the road for. And now you can get some of McDonald's delicious chicken for less, like our classic McChicken sandwich for $1, or our six-piece chicken McNuggets made with all-white-meat chicken for just $2. Get yours now on McDonald's one two three dollars menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. The moon, yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.